I'm Kier from Gallifrey Public Radio, a Doctor Who fandom podcast and part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows in the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Quoting series creator Joseph Malozzi from his josephmalozzi.com blog. Quote, It's with great sadness that I confirm the news Sci-Fi has cancelled Dark Matter after three seasons, end quote. Hey, Legends. Josh here from On The Bubble Podcast. Thanks a bunch for listening. This is episode two, I guess, of season two. It's also part one of a three-part miniseries that we're producing around the cancellation and the eventual fan campaign to save Dark Matter. In today's episode, we're going to cover, I guess, mostly just the cancellation itself. So as the episode progresses, you'll work out it wasn't really just a numbers thing with Dark Matter. It's a really interesting look into the business, and also Dark Matter being a cult show meant that the fan reaction was met with a lot of ire. (laughs) So that part of it will be interesting, which we're going to actually cover in part two. So the fan campaigning element will be in the next episode And then in part three, we're actually going to do something we've never done on On The Bubble podcast before, and that's, I guess, we're going to share our own feelings, thoughts, and impressions of the show, what we think they got right, which characters we liked, maybe what they did wrong, if there was a ratings dip, maybe why that was the case, and we haven't really done that before, so if you're a long-time listener, you'll be like, oh, well, I thought you guys were trying to leave that stuff out. In season two, it's back in. The reason is, is that I'm a TV lover and the people that I talk to about TV are TV lovers. We're not journalists. So every third episode from now on is going to be us talking about the show where we loved or we didn't love or for whatever reason, we think it shouldn't have been cancelled or we understand the cancellation. So I'm really excited about that. So once again, we're not journalists, we're TV lovers. So a bit of a perspective change, I guess, for season two of the show. And that's probably enough housekeeping for today at Joshua C. Liston on all the social platforms. You can email the show, josh at onthebubblepodcast.com. And if you want to support the show, if you think that it's enjoyable or you want more people to hear it or even just to hear it more often, you can go to patreon.com slash Joshua C. Liston. That's patreon.com slash Joshua C. Liston. Okay, that's really enough plugging. So let's talk some dark matter. So on September 1st, 2017, Dark Matter showrunner Joseph Malozzi posted on his own blog, which is josephmalozzi.com, about the cancellation, and he shared really just information you wouldn't normally get to hear or even know about with the cancellation, and it was really enlightening as a fan of TV in general. But it also made the cancellation itself more confusing as a fan because none of the regular indicators of a show that's failing, quote unquote, you know, like ratings or a massive drop in online social media mentions, none of that was happening. Dark Matter, in fact, had maintained a pretty strong following, which exceeded many shows in the same genre or shows that were moving into their own third seasons. So we'll hear from Joseph now 
this first quote is actually an expansion of the quote we started today's episode with, just so you know exactly where his emotions were at the time. And then we're going to just step through a little bit of information about Joseph's impression of the fan base, how they reacted, and also just get an insight into why ratings maybe weren't the primary reason that Dark Matter was put on the chopping block and eventually cancelled. Quote, It's with great sadness that I confirm the news. Sci-Fi has cancelled Dark Matter after three seasons. Unquote. Quote, To say that I'm incredibly disappointed would be an understatement. I'll save my comments and field your questions in a future blog entry. For today, I just want to extend a heartfelt thanks to my amazing crew, my wonderful cast, and to all of you, our incredible fans. You all deserved better. End quote. So he went on to say on September 2nd on his blog, quote, I'm both touched and astounded by your passion, your loyalty, and your white-hot, relentless rage. Unquote. Quote, As we rolled through Dark Matter's third season, I was feeling cautiously optimistic about a renewal. Although the ratings had dipped, it wasn't a huge fall. Ultimately less than 10% of last season's numbers. Unquote. So as you can hear there, the show didn't have a massive drop-off. Many shows, radio shows, TV shows, streaming platforms, whatever, they can have a percentage swing either way, which isn't enough to shut down the business or to shut down the program. So 10% is well within the range of a show going into its third season because people that aren't going to stick with the show long-term normally start to filter out over the second season, start of the third. That seems to be kind of the pattern, particularly with certain sci-fi type programs. Unfortunately, sometimes they take a dip (laughs) second or third season in quality. And a lot of people just naturally filter off for that reason, because they're not expecting the show to get better, which in my opinion, Dark Matter actually bucked that trend a little bit. And I enjoyed the third season, particularly the end of the third season, more than any of the other seasons. So we'll finish up this little segment with another quote from Joseph's blog, just about how he felt in regards to Dark Matter and other shows in a similar position. Quote, Compared to the industry average, the last stats I saw pegged the average drop-off at 25%. I thought we were looking pretty good. End quote. So as you can hear there, Melosi was clearly both, I guess, disappointed and and seemingly a bit confused. He wasn't a blind artist, just upset that his art had been cancelled or stopped or given the boot. The metrics by which the industry would normally judge a property weren't playing into this particular cancellation the way they normally would be. And there's a reason for that, which we'll talk about now. And we'll kick this section off with a clip from Anthony Show Nunez. And he shared the feelings of both the fans on the cancellation and also some of the information around the cancellation. The machinations, I guess, of owned shows. So when a network owns a show versus an acquired show where a network brings a show in through acquisition. 
those two things can play out very differently, as we're going to find out now from Anthony. And shout out to the Tone Show YouTube channel. I love this guy's vibe. So we'll cut to that now. All right, so welcome to the Tone Show. My name is Anthony Tone Show Nunez, and today we're talking about the fact that Sci-Fi canceled Dark Matter. That's right, Sci-Fi, who I will not be calling Sifi because you Sifi'd up, you canceled Dark Matter. Now, Dark Matter just finished its third season. The last episode of Dark Matter just aired last Friday, and it was supposed to go on in the writers' and creators' minds for two more seasons. Um, Sci-Fi basically acquired this show. So the creator of Dark Matter well, co-creator of Dark Matter, was also the, the co-creator of the graphic novel that it's based on. He's a showrunner for the show. And he put out a letter, basically, on SpoilerTV.com saying, well, I'm going to paraphrase right now, basically the reasons for why they canceled the show. So the reasons were not creative. According to him, they had actually an out, a plan outlined for five seasons of Dark Matter. Five seasons, y'all. So right now we just ended season three. So there's supposed to be two more seasons of the story left. And it wasn't for creative reasons or because sci-fi didn't like the way that the show was headed as far as creativity. Looks like it was more of a financial reason. So there's, so he was explaining there's a difference between acquisitions and original. So basically a network up can produce its own programming, which is an original program, right? And with original programming, the network has to put out their own money to produce it. But there's more rewards as far as the back end in the long run because you have licensing, you can have merchandise, you can take that show and offer it in syndication, you can then um, put it on Netflix. So there's more back end money coming from something that they completely own outright. Dark Matter is, is an acquisition, something that is not, it's not a sci-fi original, but that they acquired and put on the network. So it didn't cost them as much because they didn't have to produce it from the ground up, but it still cost them. But they didn't have all the licensing and merchandise and the control that the network wanted. So that's pretty cool. You get a bit of a feel on what's happening there. Acquisition, ownership, it's murky. Dark Matter, although successful, was a bit of a victim of being an acquisition versus an owned show for sci-fi. So next up, we're going to hear some audio from the Micheling YouTube channel. And hopefully I'm saying that correctly. They're linked up in the show notes. Shout out to those guys. They also covered with a slightly different tone and a very different accent, the cancellation from the point of Malozzi. So we'll jump in with that now. And we've got this lovely blog post here by Joseph Malozzi, I think it's pronounced. I'm sorry if it's not. There was a slight drop of views of Dark Matter in the third season. But compared to most shows, it's pretty tiny. An average dropout is around 25%, they say here. But Dark Matter only got 10, which is less than half. So that was pretty good. He went up and said uh, sci-fi that he'd do a pitch for the seasons 4 and 5, sort of what's going to happen. But they, they, they said, I think something not to bother because it's not a creative problem. That's not why it's being cancelled. So he goes on to say that's probably to do... It's going to... The cancellation is probably to do with financial. Uh, he's gone into quite nice detail of, um, but there's a complete original product that's made and funded completely and owned completely by the channel. But like the BBC has like Doctor Who that's completely owned by them. There are ones that they're the channel pays for to show that they don't own. It's quite a lot of films, like repeats of films and other sort of episodes and uh, things like that. An acquisitional, or an acquisition, which is what Dark Matter is, is when it's shown on the channel as if it was theirs, and they put the money into it, but they don't fully own it. 
they acquire it. Meaning, down the line, they earn less money, even though, as it says here, it's cheaper to make than their own original product. So that's uh, probably why it was cancelled. Well, I just find it fascinating, both the Tone Show and the Michelin channels, both focused in on the ownership and acquisition element of the cancellation. It's something I knew about from talking to John J. Joex, who's written myriad pieces and several books about cancelled television. The idea of the front-end expense equaling more back-end profit or more back-end revenue versus paying less up front but sacrificing less long-term, which is the case with dark matter and sci-fi, how that can map to the priorities of a network when it comes to a renewal or a cancellation. Fascinating. So we'll go back to Joseph's blog now. This one is also from September 2nd, 2017, and I looked around for a better way to explain owned content versus acquired content in TV, and I actually couldn't find a better source than how Joe explains it in his own blog. So I'm going to quote this directly all the way through this particular paragraph. Thank you to Joseph as well. If you ever happen to hear this, I really appreciate your blog just being incredible and also still being up a couple of years later, which is awesome. So quoting josephmalozzi.com, September 2nd, 2017, quote, Working against us was the fact that we weren't a sci-fi original. We were an acquisition. For those not in the know, an original is a series that is developed by the network and more importantly, owned by the network, allowing them to monetize the show through things like international sales, streaming, etc. The network pays a lot more, but presumably reaps the benefit down the line ideally. An acquisition, on the other hand, is a show that will cost the network considerably less, but doesn't offer those alternate revenue streams because there is no ownership stake, end quote. This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. Wow, it's kind of a bit of an education. Well, at least it was for me, researching this episode. So remember, this is part one of our three-part Dark Matter mini-series. In the next episode, we're going to cover the actual fan campaign, the reaction to the cancellation from the fandom, hashtag Team Raza, hashtag Save Dark Matter. And in part three, in a couple of weeks, we're going to actually talk from a personal point of view. So you'll hear my thoughts on the show. You may hear from other people on the Gunner Geek Network, their thoughts on the show. And I'll be digging into the IMDb comments and the Reddit and Rotten Tomatoes and all those kinds of places, whether they kind of suck or not. I'm going to go to the fandom, regardless where they happen to have posted their comments, and just share with you the general feeling around, as the show moved forward, what people liked and what people didn't like about where the show was heading. And if maybe that had any influence on that 10% kind of drop in ratings. So I wanted to finish up today with a little clip of audio from the Red Carpet News TV channel, which is on YouTube. And this one features Anthony Lemke, who is one of the stars of the show, who is probably overall my favourite character as the show went on. I didn't like him at all in the first half of season. Grew to like him more as the show went on. And I think in terms of character development and maybe overall arc, I actually enjoyed his journey the most. So I thought I'd finish up part one of our little mini-series here with Anthony himself sharing his thoughts on the cancellation and he actually gives us some insight into what the crew knew, the cast and crew, 
about working on an acquired show versus an owned show. So it sounds like Joseph was very honest and open about the tightrope that an acquired show has to walk and by implication just is stuck with. Anthony gives us great insight into that and there's a point in the video which will actually take some future grabs from as well where there's a hint of emotion. He's very level-headed and very professional in the clip you'll hear today. And as it goes on over a couple of minutes, and I encourage you to click on the YouTube link in the show notes for this video, he does show a little hint of emotion, which I loved as a fan. And season four of this show, and I'll finish up with this, would have taken them from X and made them Y. And I'm talking about going through the whole alphabet again and arriving at a second Y. That's how much bigger the stakes would have been. So seeing Anthony's emotion around that was fantastic. Okay, thanks so much for checking out on the Bubble Podcast, The Renewal, if this is your first time here. If you're a long-time listener, thanks for sticking with the show. I really appreciate you guys. Just the feedback from the killing episode that I received was amazing. More so just the fact that people were happy the show was back. So it wasn't just me that was happy, but it was people that were listening were happy. Thank you to all the team and all the people involved with the Gunner Geek Network for your support. Thank you for retweeting the killing episode. That really got the show moving along again and it felt great to be back and I'm really excited to see what the network does this year in 2021. The world needs a break from reality and all that wrapped up in a really well produced package and I think that that's what we're doing with Gunner Geek. So proud to be involved on the Bubble Podcast to listen, share, support. You can click on the Patreon there and do anything else you'd like to do with the show. Get all the links for today and yeah, I'll leave you with this. Hashtag Team Raza. Hashtag Save Dark Matter. Catch you later. How do I feel about it? I think uh, uh, surprised was the first one. I mean, our numbers were pretty strong. We knew the, if you read Joe's blog, if anybody reads Joe's blog, he sort of intimately went through the economics and politics in behind that decision. And that's, uh, that's something that we were aware of from day one. We knew that, that our show was in a different position than a show that was owned by a network. And that puts you in a more vulnerable position. Um, so we knew that. We knew that, that if, uh, if anybody was ever to go, it would most likely be us first. That said, we were surprised. Yeah, we were as surprised as I think, as I think the fans were. Um, they, uh, the network had given us a fair amount of support in that previous year. The numbers were, were pretty good. There was one little soft lull uh, in the middle of season three for about three episodes. And then it came back really strong. And um, so we were, I think we were surprised. That's the first thing. The second thing is, uh, yeah, disappointed, really disappointed. I love this show. I love this character. Yeah.